0: Welcome to the Chronic Spoonful Podcast, where we discuss real life with real chronic illness. Each week, we'll cover an aspect of real life Spoonie living and what that can mean for different chronic illnesses. We hope this will be a place you can go for updated Spoonie info and where you'll find humor because, you know, we're a little crazy, important information and community. As a disclaimer, we just want to remind you that yes, we'll be talking about chronic illness and health information, but we are not your doctor. Everyone's chronic illness is different, and we are absolutely not MDs, so we are not qualified to give you medical advice. We're going to tell you unequivocally to discuss anything we talk about on this podcast with your doctor. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Hope you all had a good couple weeks. We are so sorry for missing last week. Nicole had her third shot. Third shot!
1: I did. I had my third COVID vaccine and this one was a little rough.
0: It was. I we were texting every day and it was like, oh. "I don't feel good." I'm like,
1: "I I still don't feel great. It kind of like ignited a little flare." So the flare has been the issue, um but I absolutely do not regret getting it. I'm glad that I did. Um so I am feeling better, but it was, it was rough (laughs) for a couple of days. It, it
0: was, but you know what? Hopefully that means you're getting an immune response, which
1: I hope so. I mean, there's no way to tell, unfortunately, but I mean, he's just hoping that it'll give me some protection.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping it gives you some protection.
1: Oh my, <laughs> I really, with, with the 150,000 variants, that seem to be out there, you know, it's like,
0: oh my, oh my gosh, God. new variants, C12, oh. the E7003, whatever it is now, I can't keep track anymore. Oh my
1: gosh. Did you say, you said the MU, the variant? Yeah. Right. The, the MU. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I just, I read that and I'm like, you know what? I just, I'm going to be in the house till I'm 80. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs>
0: Which is why I spend a lot of money buying craft stuff, because my house is going to be like, hi, Kelly, how'd you decorate your house? And be like, crafts. It's all crafts. It's
1: all crafts. Even the couch, it's crafts. Crafts. (laughs) It was made for epoxy. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh, you guys, it's going to be so bad if we have
1: to stay in the house. It anymore. really is. Because Kelly I makes something and then I'm like, oh, I should do that too. And now we both yeah. spent money.
0: <laughs> I don't have money to spend guys. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been an interesting couple weeks. Nicole's feeling a little bit better. So we are, you know, we're just kind of plugging along, but this is the life of chronic illness. You guys, this is how things go. And I think, you know, the, the rule of podcasting is you should have episodes in the bank to put on if you're not feeling well, blah, blah, blah. But I think one of the things we wanted to do as podcasters of of a chronic illness podcast is be real about it. Mm -hmm. And we want to be real about this is how life is. So if we aren't feeling up to par we 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 are going to either postpone an episode by a day or two or it's going to be a week where we might not have an episode and that because that's what life is for us that's how life is for us and this was one of those weeks that things were just bad you know um and I'm not going to you know necessarily do an episode by myself because I talk too much as it is <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to hear me droning on for an hour, um, but yeah, it's. I think that's. It's really important that um, everybody understand that, that this is real life. With re, we, we say it in the in the, the you know motto, but it's real life with real chronic illness, and this is really what we want to do. You yeah. know to show that. And if we were to pull out a podcast that we had recorded four weeks ago as someone, that's not really showing real life. That's it's just not. So. Um, you know, we're, we're glad you guys are sticking with us and, and hanging out with us and we appreciate that. And Nicole appreciates all the well wishes she got.
1: Yes, I do. Thank you. I do appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Cause it's just, it's rough sometimes you guys and you all know that
1: it really is,
0: but that's kind of what's new and noteworthy with yeah. us. I don't have anything new and noteworthy. Bunch of fun doctor's appointments this week. Woo-woo! Yay! Ben, ben. So we're going to talk about more that's new and noteworthy this week in a very special episode. Um, because there's there's a big thing that happened this past week. And it's going to be a controversial topic. So we just want to kind of get that started. And we're going to talk about the Texas abortion law. And that's what this entire episode is going to be about. And I'm going to preface this, we're going to preface this by saying, this is not going to be a debate on abortion itself. We are not, that's not what this is. That's not what our podcast is about. That's not what this is about. This is not to say, you know, are you pro-life? Are you pro-choice? Blah, 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 blah. Because you end up down a rabbit hole that just doesn't work for this podcast that way. And it that we don't want that debate here because it, it hurts us, it hurts you. We we what we want to talk about today, though, is how this law could impact people with chronic illness, what it means, what it means for spoonies, how it could impact spoonies, because it can actually have a big impact on people with chronic illness and their pregnancies if something were to happen. And so we want to make sure everybody understands the law and understands what it could mean for them if they live in Texas or one of the states that's thinking about adopting the the law similar to Texas. And there are some states that are thinking about this. So we kind of want to go into that. So I am going to also say that if you are seriously pro-life, like deep down digging in the trenches of of pro-life, like abortion, bad, never, 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 it's never okay. And, you know, we're, we're probably going to say some things that might be upsetting to you. Um, so I am going to preface with that and I, it, it it might be a little offensive just because we're going to get, we might get into some medical information that you're not going to agree with. This is not a judgment at all of, of, of your beliefs. We're just going to let you know that now, um, because I, we don't want you to feel like we're placing that judgment on you. We're not. Everybody has a right to what they want to believe. That's We are an open environment here. We believe that people have a right to believe what they want to believe. There's there's not a judgment in anything in, in our world. No, no judgment. None. So we just want people to have the facts about this law. We want people to have the facts about what is happening with their bodies and what the law could mean for them. So I just want that anyone who is so deep into pro-life that if they are going to get offended to know that there might be some things that are very upsetting. So. I just, I want you to understand that, that we're not placing judgment on anything. And we're also not placing judgment on the other side either. This is just to have a conversation about it. And, that, and that's, you know, and, and that's kind of what we're about, but we're not, go, we're not getting into the debate and we're not going to dive into the debate no. of whether pro, you know, pro-life or pro-choice is right or wrong. And by the way, if that comes up in the comments, on our Facebook page, on our Instagram, we will not dive into the debate. that That's not what we're here for either. We will answer questions about, you know, things we talk about on the show, but we're not going to dive into whether pro-life or pro-choice is right or wrong. Does that make, I hope that makes sense to everybody. Because again, it goes down a rabbit hole of politics And life choices that we're not here to necessarily preach about. It's kind of my long lecture at the beginning of this episode. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Which is probably why I'm kind of losing my voice at the start. Could be. Sip my water. Ooh.
1: Good choice. (laughs)
0: Stay hydrated, everyone. Uh, First piece of advice on the episode. Stay hydrated. So... Let's kind of dive into the law first, I think, mm-hmm. of what was passed and that kind of what's, what's actually happened in Texas. The, the law that was passed in Texas is kind of a loophole that some lawmakers in Texas found to restrict abortions. Plain and simple, this is, this is a loophole. It's a, uh, it is, as I like to term it, it's a vigilante law. So it puts the lawmaking ability on private citizens versus the government itself. What can happen is is if a person believes that a woman has had an abortion or or a doctor has performed an abortion, they can sue them in court and receive up to $10,000 if it is proven that the doctor or person that the doctor performed or a person received an abortion. That's it. That's just very simply put. It has taken the government out of per se, the government out of what they call like dictating abortion law, um, which they have been trying to pass for a very long time of like, you know, when can you stop women from having abortions? When can you dictate, how long can you dictate that a woman is eligible to have an abortion? Well, the other part of this is they they can only accuse a person of having an abortion um, after six weeks or when there's a heartbeat. So once a heartbeat is detected, a person cannot have an abortion. So you could technically have an abortion, a legal abortion, up until the point that a heartbeat is detected. So that's that's kind of the line in the sand that they drew. So it's kind of, you know, they they've always said they wanted to pass a heartbeat law but they could never get the law to fully pass. This is their way around the heartbeat law. So it puts the onus on private citizens to accuse other private citizens of abortions. The issue here is it does create an an atmosphere of vigilante justice, or um, some people have <laughs> equated this to the St. Witch Trials. It opens the door for a lot of questionable accusations it opens the door for tying up the courts in frivolous lawsuits hmm. which our court system is already tied up in a lot of frivolous lawsuits which Very ties so. up which ties the court up when we need real lawsuits to be heard mm-hmm. like there's some lawsuits out there that are taking decades to go through which,
1: is and be heard,
0: which actually hurts a lot of people with chronic illness that have legitimate medical lawsuits that need to be heard. And now our lawsuits are gonna take even longer. I mean, we have a ton of, a ton of us have major violation. We've been violated many times by doctors and medical organizations, and we have real reasons for suing. And now we're gonna be tied up even more because of these type of lawsuits. So you have to consider that also, because there are people that are going to be accusing other people. They they just believe so much in being, quote unquote, pro-life that they will be sitting there waiting to accuse these women and doctors of these abortions. It's just going to happen.
1: If someone gets mad at their neighbor. Yeah. And they start having an argument. The easiest thing to do would be to report this. And this is going to tie up a whole lot of resources investigating if this did or did not happen.
0: Now, mind you, it it already has started to fail. So the website, <laughs> the website that they have put up for accusing people of this has already been shut down several times because people have reported uh they they call it like the K-pop movement, um, because I don't know if many people follow Twitter, but whenever a weird topic comes up on Twitter, like a weird hashtag um that's kind of bad, or the K pop movement will overtake it and just start posting a bunch of K pop videos, pictures of K-pop people like BTS and all this stuff, and take over the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, yeah. It's really a lot of fun if you guys ever like spend a lot of time on Twitter, how these people take over these hashtags. And so, people basically on the left have taken over the website, and so they'll put in names like they'll just put in random people's names. Yeah. Yeah. The governor's name, They'll mm-hmm. put in,
1: mm-hmm.
0: certain legislators' names that they don't like, and they'll just keep reporting this, and they've crashed the website. So many yeah. Times. <laughs> That they they've had to take it down, mm-hmm. so it it's not working quite as well as they wanted it to, and there's some flaws in their system uh, that they haven't figured out yet. That being said, eventually they're going to figure out their flaws in their system, so you know it'll happen they But the the key is it still allows for people to make false accusations against other people. Mm -hmm. What we have some concerns with, though, are people, first of all, tying up the court system when we have legitimate cases. The second part is people already don't understand chronic illness and they definitely don't understand chronic illness and pregnancy. So now you have... Actually, people just don't understand pregnancy either. So there's that. Um, So now you have people who are like, oh, well, so-and-so isn't pregnant anymore. She must have had an abortion. When actually she may have had a spontaneous abortion, which is also known as a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. Or what if someone sees a piece of paper on your table and it says spontaneous abortion?
1: And they get confused and think, that it is an actual, you know, abortion that you decided to go in and have. A lot of people don't understand medically, we call them spontaneous abortions when someone miscarries.
0: Correct. So yeah, the medical term for miscarriage is a spontaneous abortion. That is how it will be written in your chart, which by the way, total HIPAA violation for them to see that. By the way, that's also a concern about this law are HIPAA violations, um, because really, Another private citizen should not have access to your medical records at all or know your medical history at all. Uh, so there, there's that question to you about this, but that's, that's another thing. However, so let's say this person knew that you were pregnant, now you're not pregnant. They may also not have known about your chronic illness in relation to your pregnancy. When you have a chronic illness, a lot of times you end up in the category of a high-risk pregnancy. And when you have high-risk pregnancy, you are at, you can have a perfectly normal pregnancy, by the way, when, even if you're high risk, even if you have a chronic illness, it is, it is likely you're going to have a perfectly normal pregnancy because you're going to be working with your doctors. You're going to be working with everybody to make sure you get through your pregnancy just fine. So we are not talking about huge populations of people and this happening too. We are, we are talking about though, I don't know how to put this nicely, Nicole, I guess I'm going to say mostly the ignorant among us, the people yeah. who don't want to be knowledgeable, the people who don't spend the time understanding Absolutely. pregnancy or chronic illness or how medications affect our bodies mm-hmm. or treatments affect our bodies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it we're, we're talking about that population. We're talking about people. Um, Or even the, 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 the Mm hyper-focused on abortion, the people who are super hyper-focused on it. We're talking about these populations of people, right? right? So they're not going to take the time to understand, and they're going to make accusations that are just wrong, that are just wrong because, you know, of, of people who are chronically ill, you know, 90% of them are taking a type of medication, and, and 70% of them are taking a prescription medication. And those medications can cause, and you guys, I'm not trying to scare you guys because really these they're not insanely high percentages, no. but they can cause premature birth, birth defects. They can cause your baby to be addicted to the medication. They can cause developmental disabilities. So they can cause things to happen with the baby in utero. Um, some of our chronic illnesses can actually cause the baby to have um, some genetic or like, some, our, um, some of our illnesses can cause the baby to have genetic syndromes in utero, chromosomal abnormalities, abnormalities. Oh, I'm doing well speaking. Ab- <laughs> abnormalities, structural anomalies yes actually p- women with chronic illness are more likely to give birth to twins and sometimes that puts a huge stress on the body and our bodies can't handle it you know when you have heart disease lupus lupus mm-hmm. has kidney, disease. kidney mm-hmm. disease um
1: diabetes
0: diabetes um some thyroid disorders in mm-hmm. certain infections that we get uh, women like there might be higher incidences of preeclampsia, which some of you don't know what that is, but it's a, it's a disorder you can get during pregnancy. There's, there's things that can happen, um, at a little higher rate than women who are healthy. We're talking usually about a two to 3% higher rate mm-hmm. than healthy women. Um, which sounds like a really small percentage, but when you're talking about millions of women,
1: right. Right. Your number. Right. Exactly. Um.
0: So miscarriage can really happen. Also, these these structural and and genetic abnormalities can happen, and decisions sometimes have to be made between life or death. Mm-hmm. And for for us, that can be very difficult. Sometimes, here's here's another thing that can happen when you're pregnant. Doctors tend to do like some more examinations, especially when you have a chronic illness and they sometimes will find, um, cancers that you didn't know you had. Again, I'm like making really scary scenarios. So I'm sorry. <laughs> like I keep talking about all these scary things, guys, and I'm not trying to scare anybody. These are small percentages of people, very small, yeah. um, but they'll have to give you chemo. hmm And there's a certain window where they can give you chemo. They have to stop. And then they give you chemo again, but that can also affect the baby. You guys, all of these things are, are things that, again, we bear a different burden when we're, when we have chronic illnesses, we just do, we, we just bear different burdens. We have different decisions that we have to make this law at six weeks. A lot of times you don't even know you're pregnant. Mm -mm. You're not getting your amniocentesis yet. You're not getting your scans yet. You're not checking for genetic disorders. You're not seeing what's happening with, with the baby in utero. Cause like they, they maybe just got a heartbeat.
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's even hard to see when you're only six weeks pregnant, it's hard to see that there's actually a baby in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, cause it's so small. Sometimes it's missed.
0: Exactly. And then in some women, unfortunately the the baby dies in utero Mm -hmm.
1: um,
0: and you have to actually perform an abortion to,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, to get the baby out, which is horrible guys. I know people that that's happened to. I know people that's happened to late term. It's horrific. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't wish that on Any person ever in their lifetime because it's Mm -hmm. a devastating thing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: By the way, that's by the way, that's fine in Texas state law. There's no heartbeat, guys. But what if someone misinterprets that and decides to sue you? Now you have the trauma of that plus having to go through a lawsuit. And this is the other side of it. And this is where my issue is with the law because someone can accuse you and falsely accuse you of getting an abortion, because they don't understand the law, you've now had a miscarriage or something. You are devastated emotionally. You are dealing with your chronic illness emotionally. And now you have to go through a lawsuit. And you guys, I, I, it, sorry, it just, it very much upsets me. I'm trying to keep my emotions out of this, but this part really gets to me because this is not a pro life or pro choice side of it. This is a humans being terrible humans side of it. Absolutely. Um, I, because I know people, I, I know, I mean, most women have known other women who've had a miscarriage and they know the emotional toll that this takes on another person. But there are just terrible people in the world. And we deal with so much as spoonies and we deal with so much. We carry so much burden, you guys, to add in a lawsuit on top of that, because someone doesn't understand our chronic illness. It, it's just really hard. It's hard for me.
1: It's You look at, you know, that there is no, I feel like if this was a strictly pro-life law, that they would have looked at men being accountable. It takes two to mm-hmm. tango. There's no accountability for men in this. Um, It's like saying the burden is on women strictly, like you got pregnant by yourself, you know, this is your fault. So we're going to do this because you are a woman, you know, it it doesn't make any sense. The law just doesn't make any sense. It
0: also doesn't help anybody Mm -mm. if they have the baby. It Mm -mm. doesn't help anybody if there is a developmental disability, if there is a Mm -hmm. genetic abnormality, if, you know, and once the baby is born or if the baby is born prematurely, those hospital bills and we all know about hospital bills right
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my gosh they know how
0: much they cost yes um, it's not helping people with the hospital bills if these babies are born prematurely or and they have to spend a huge amount of time in nicu um, it's not dealing with maternal health which is a huge thing for us because with chronic illnesses maternal health we have to go through a lot more doctor's appointments cuz we're high risk we have to go through, you know, a lot. We're, 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 meeting with our, you know, OB more often. We're meeting with, you know, probably whatever other doctors we have to see more often because we're constantly being checked for the risk to our other bodily functions, whatever disease you may have. Yeah. Like with, with EDS, you know, you're, you're talking about connective tissue not working there's, there's other, there's risks to having a baby in that when you have lupus, there's risks to the kidneys.
1: Oh, there's risks to everything, the heart, the lungs. I mean, and pregnancy is very, very hard on the body. That Mm -hmm. is why it's encouraged that even a year or two before you, you want to get pregnant, you really get as healthy as possible.
0: Correct. Usually like with a chronic illness, you want to try and plan for it. Yes. It doesn't always happen though, guys. It It doesn't, it doesn't always happen. And that's just that's life, um, and how life goes. And, you know, I think, I think a lot of people think this law, you know, I think, they think like a, a lot of times, like it's just single women who have these issues, but it's not, it's married couples. It is. It's, it's, it, this takes into no account rape or incest. This takes into no account, um, children who've been abused. It, it just doesn't it doesn't cover everything that needs to be covered, even from a per life standpoint, it just doesn't cover everything. And I, I mean, the biggest issue for me is the vigilante side of it. And the, the, you know, I, I, I just, I have a real issue with the vigilanteism side of it. Um,
1: I have a huge issue with the fact that there's no, you know, they, they're okay with this, that if a 13 year old gets raped or his father been molesting them or whatever, they have to have that baby. Yeah. So I don't think people understand how much it costs to have a baby that is developmentally delayed or has an anomaly or is severely disabled in any way. I took care of children like this and it is very expensive and it is extremely hard on the parents, um, but being a 13 year old and facing that, you know, I mean, I can't imagine that's horrific. You're not, you're, you're not,
0: you're not capable of facing that.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Um, yeah. There's, there's a lot of flaws to this particular law, no matter which way you look at this, it is looking very it's a narrow focus. It's very narrow focused. It's very like, it's like they got telescopic and they just, they just looked at it, went through one little lens. And I, I have a lot of issues with it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to like put too much pro-choice into this. I'm trying to take that out of it. And I'm trying to look at this, like from a, if I really wanted to, if I, if I really wanted to write this law properly, what would I do? Yeah. and it's it's just it's not doing as much to protect women as they think it's trying to do because you know we have a terrible maternal mortality rate in this country and texas has a really bad one but overall in this country we we have we should have a great mortality rate in this country and it is pretty horrific
1: it really is
0: you know of of all the like western modern nations this should not be an issue for us and it is and it's even worse in people of color in populations of color it's even worse which is like even more ridiculous much worse so and then you add in chronic illness on top of that it's this law is just it's very frustrating and I think that's why we wanted to talk about it because with the prescriptions we're taking, with the treatments we have, with the chronic illnesses we have, this is a very troublesome law for us as Spoonies. I, we're not going to sugarcoat this. No. I'm, I'm sorry to all the pro-life people out there who, who are just celebrating today and this week. We, we know we, we are all for the sanctity of life, you guys. We get it. We, we get why people... Want to protect the fetus, we do, but this law is going to hurt women. This law is going to hurt people with chronic illnesses beyond pregnancy. It's going to hurt everybody with a chronic illness. yes, well, it's going to hurt beyond that. It's not going not just women. it's going to hurt men. It's going to hurt us in the legal system. It's going to hurt us in the medical system. this law sets a precedent in the in the legal system that goes beyond abortion mm-hmm.
1: there are no provisions for these children once they're born yeah there but are no additional provisions
0: it sets a legal precedent for mm-hmm. other things too it does The vigilanteism side of this that's a legal precedent that goes so far beyond this oh yeah so this this law is just very troublesome overall mm-hmm. um but for spoonies we just need to be very careful and there are websites, just so you guys know, and that you can go to if you do need help with your pregnancy. We will post it in the in the comments. Again, apologies to the pro life people, but we are going to post it because there are organizations that will help people uh, take care of what they need to take care of um, safely. Because that's the other side of it. We do not want anyone. We do not want anyone hurting themselves because they think they can't get help, guys. We just don't. We don't want anyone to feel like they have to go to a back alley and get this taken care of or hide it, you know, and and have some like random person we have a random person perform an abortion or take a, a random pill that they think is gonna work that's gonna send their body into like some sort of shock or Mm -hmm. anything. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. There are organizations out there that are willing to help you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: use them, use them, go to them because please don't hurt yourself in this process. Please don't. So we will, we will post that link also because these organizations are willing to help anyone. And they, they they're very clear, anyone who needs assistance. So yeah, you guys, um, it's a short short episode today. This is a very controversial topic. Again, not getting into the debate whether abortion is right or wrong. We're not getting into that. We just wanted people to know about the law, the impact it can have on spoonies. We know we kind of interjected our frustration <laughs> a little bit into this. Know that we care about all of you, no matter which side of the aisle you sit on. Mm-hmm. We honor your opinions we honor your thoughts. We can disagree with you. We still care about you. You know, and honestly, if you're on the other side and you have organizations that are willing to help, please put links to that in our comments. Because if you if you have organizations that are willing to help that are on the, you know, pro-life side, that are willing to give financial assistance to people who don't want to have abortions, that are willing to help them through and help them do what they need to do, we will take those links too. Yeah, because
1: if you by have the people way, that are, there are willing to take listening people listening that
0: just that, that are like, I don't want to have an abortion, but I don't have an outlet. Right, I don't know what to do. You know what? We'll take those links too because we think everybody needs to be honored. Everybody needs to be yes. honored in this situation.
1: Absolutely, so
0: share those with us too. We we honor everybody's opinion. We we love you all. Um, again, difficult topic, difficult day. Difficult week. Just have a good week, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves this week and be healthy. All right, you guys. And we'll talk next week.
1: Thanks for listening. All right. Bye.